Welcome to the Tune In and Level Up podcast. I am Glenda Hovenkamp, your host, and so happy you tuned in for a few minutes of leveling up together. I love having deep conversations on meaningful topics, some spiritual, some practical. Come as you are, tune in while walking, cooking dinner, driving, or just putting your feet up at the end of the day. Here's to both of us getting some takeaways that help in our leveling up journey. Today, my guest is Lauren Birchfield. She's a former athlete and has a master's in sports management and is currently serving as an agent and a coach uh, to pro athletes, sometimes student athletes, often helping them when their career is not going quite as well as they hoped. Maybe there's been a, a change due to an injury or they've been overlooked. And she helps to lay out what alternatives might be if they're still longing to stay in the profession that they love and she's very very interesting this is going to be a good one for everybody who loves sports so stay tuned for Lauren hi Lauren how are you today I'm doing well Donna how are you I am great thank you so much for joining me and may I start by asking you some questions Sure, absolutely. All right. And thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Um, Let's start current day where you are right now. Tell me what you're involved in. What are your Um, businesses? Let's just say I'm involved, heavily involved in sports. Um, So I am a business owner for a sports management and marketing agency. I am a founder and president of a student organization for the professional development in the sports career aspect. I am also a content creator, well, soon to be, I should say, for a sports and fitness nutritional background uh, podcast. Um, I work with all different types of clients all over the sports industry. Anyone from student to athlete to any, you know, just trying to live out their dream. So a lot of your clients are pro, is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So to enlighten our listeners, tell why a client might come to you. So when I first approach a client, I I believe with leading with transparency and also compassion. So you can't have a real relationship or at least a successful business relationship without having compassion between you and remorse. So you have to be accepting rather than being very nonchalant, which a lot of people in the, within the industry tend to reflect on agents that way. Um, however, myself, I try to approach it with a unique touch. When I speak with my athletes, you know, like I, we, we have a full on conversation. It's, I believe in more than just the athlete that's playing in the game. Okay. The athlete as a whole is what makes him unique. So all of us are very unique in our own aspects and I'm there to actually let them shine their light rather than being told what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. So they might come to you because 
things are not going well for them in pro sports, but on the other hand, they may come to you because they want some marketing help. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I actually offer different modalities across the uh, sports industry. Um, most of my clientele are the athletes that have been overlooked or they've missed their shot, um, but they still want to live out their dream. They still want to play their sport, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it is. They still want to be involved. So I find an alter alternative option for them throughout the different leagues that are available. And, you know, they still can have that, that, that stars or they'll still have those stars in their eyes while they're still playing. Maybe it's not on, on the NFL or the WNBA or, you know, NBA, but they're still playing and they're happy where they are. Um, in retrospect for marketing. Yes. So I do a lot of brand partnerships. I actually started in doing brand partnerships almost a decade ago. And that's kind of how I really transitioned over towards sports uh, more recently. Uh, 100%. So I am a high school teacher, I, you probably know. And so I hear high school boys often talking about their dreams of going into college sports and then professional sports. And so I'm sure you're encountering, <clears throat> excuse me, clients that they've had lifelong dreams of going pro. And finally, they are. And it is super hard to give up that dream. And oh, so absolutely. what are some some of the things that go along with this? Because it sounds um, it sounds so nice just to hear the interchange of what you're doing. But I bet there's a lot more involved as far as some heartache there and some confusion and really not wanting to give up that persona that they've they had achieved and make the transition. So how are you helping and salvaging their dreams? So whenever I start with a new client, I always ask them, what are your long-term goals? Like, where do you see yourself in 10, 15 years from now? Obviously, unless you're Tom Brady, you're not going to be playing, you know, sports for the next 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. um, so, it actually comes from myself to where I'm a former athlete. So I understand what they're going through. I understand the heartache. Like I look back upon some, you know, some kids playing sports and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember when I, I, I could do that. Or I remember when I can run that fast or, you know, you just, you just see it and it gets you so excited. And so with these athletes, it's a, it's a longer transition. So what I do is I connect them with organizations that actually specialize in that department so then they can accept that they are potentially leaving their sport forever i know that is amazing and difficult and challenging and yet very very necessary so um tell us about what you're doing at in your student or your sports leadership and development association so I am the founder and president of the student organization called, <clears throat> sorry, um, the Sports Leadership and Development Association through West Virginia University. It's a registered uh, student organization. So I've actually hosted large 
combine career networking events with um, panel sessions and breakout room um, networking opportunities. I've also done like more TED Talk type monthly sessions. And it's really tailored me over more towards the kind of like streaming type platform media just because of everyone's availability. Um, but that being said, this organization was founded to create a bridge between a student leaving college or like-minded individual and stepping into the sports world. Because just like an athlete, they have to work every single day in order to get that um, roster spot. It's the same thing on the business side of sports as well. Mm -hmm. So just so that our listeners know, you are not just some, uh, you just made a decision in the last few months and decided you were going to do this. You have some credentials that are pretty impressive. <laughs> You've been like a lifelong learner and uh, kept going back to college. So tell us what, you, what your degrees are. <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, initially my, uh, first bachelor's degree from, uh, maybe 18 years ago, something like that, uh, is in behavioral science. Uh, originally I wanted to become a police officer. Um, I had children, I, and that kind of changed life. So I went back to school and got a second ba bachelor's degree in applied management. And just recently I finished my master's degree in sports management. Um, I did not always work in sports 100%, but I always had my toes kind of like in the water. Mm -hmm. And it was more recently, I want to say within the last three years that I actually transitioned full time into sports. Mm. So tell us what you love about it. What do you love about the role that you play with these different organizations and with the, the organizations you founded? It's, it's providing a platform for them to be successful. So it's, it's basically providing others what I was never provided because I, I had to strive for what I had. I didn't have the opportunity to attend the college that, that had sports. I didn't have that opportunity. So I want to give back and pay it forward because everyone deserves a shot at their dream. Hmm. That is it, it really telling to see what your motivation is. Um, did you actually serve as a police officer? No, no, I did not. Okay. Um, and so what's your, your favorite sport now? Um, to play or to watch. <laughs> and it can be more than one. Let's just say both. What do you love to play? So um, I actually play rugby during the summer and fall, and I transition into hockey. Um, I typically run OCR races, which is obstacle course races. Uh, generally over like a summertime, I'll do like six to eight different races. But I just found out that I now have the knees of a seven-year-old, which is basically twice my age. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the you, wear and tear of the athlete life came back to me. Oh, so you have you have some bum knees that are talking yeah. back to you. Yeah, they're talking back. They say <laughs> no, no. They say no, no. <laughs> All right. So sounds like you're going to do a little bit more watching for a while. So what do you love to watch? Um, 
So football season is coming up. That's probably one of my favorite sports to watch. Um, besides that, I'll, I'll tend to watch my, my eldest son plays hockey, the uh, competitive hockey. So I'm basically during the winter time, I'm living in the ice rink. Mm. I don't have time to watch anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so will your, any of your children go pro? Uh, my eldest has talked about it. And if he's really determined on that, luckily he's only 10 right now. But if he's really determined, some things may have to change. All right. So give us your stuff. Uh, let's just speak to some younger, younger wannabes that are thinking about going pro. They're dreaming about it. Give us your spiel as far as what should they be thinking about, planning for, keeping in mind right now before they've even gotten close. So during high school, um, uh, I'm actually trying to develop a course for that is intended for athletes to kind of give back and provide them with the resources that many don't have, again. Um, but within that, it's basically identifying your opportunities for your next level. So Twitter is a huge, huge free marketing platform for football athletes, uh, basketball athletes, not so much baseball. And it's free. I mean, like, who doesn't love free? You can, <laughs> you, can you know, tag scouts, you can have conversations out way out, out, out in the open, just post your videos, and people will look at them. And there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, now, if you're going more towards, you know, like another sport or as like a professional, like such as myself, really get used to being uncomfortable. So take yourself out of your normal daily life and put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Because for the first few years while you transition into your professional role, it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. But in the end, what I found and through my developments of organizations is you, you are doing it because you love it. <clears throat> I guess if they can, if an athlete can remember how uncomfortable it was for them in the beginning of, of learning their sport, it was uncomfortable then too. It's just that willingness to, transition and start again and not be as good at something sort of be the new kid again it's probably an humbling experience and it, yeah so it really is it, it really is so um some of my athletes um some of them are not fortunate to where they are only compensated from playing they also do have to work like a full-time job or a part-time job um and then some of my other athletes you know they're they're just sitting there and, you know, all right, well, I'm going to go do this today. Okay, have fun. You do you. <laughs> I wish I could have that life. <laughs> um, so knowing that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> knowing that injuries are a part of the deal, I'm sure a lot of your athletes have had some injuries. Um, do you, do you have anything to say to that on that topic of just really knowing from the get go that, that this is a risky business and you're not you're risking your livelihood but also your future health? What Absolutely. can you say to that? So speaking 
from an injured athlete perspective, two <laughs> shoulder surgeries, sciatic, and now bum knees. <laughs> um, to get to know your body. So get to know the internal body. How does your body react when you're dehydrated? How does your body react to certain foods? Like get to know your body, your, your, be very intuitive with yourself. And with that, through that self-reflection, you also develop personal growth, which I'm a huge fan of. And it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's like wearing one of those blood glucose monitors all the time, but yet you're doing it just organically. So, um, I think I read somewhere that you are, you have an expertise in nutrition. Is that right? Some sports. Yes. Give us us some uh, pointers for those of us who are never going to be pro athletes or even college athletes, but we would like to stay fit and healthy. Give us some nutritional pointers. So I have an extensive background in fitness and nutrition, Uh, former personal trainer, group fitness coach, um, corrective exercise, sports nutrition. And I also work full time for a sports nutrition company. Um, So obviously, I fell like right into the same (laughs) area that I love. Um, But as far as your basics, so it really comes down to your diet. So if you're not eating healthy, or if you're not eating like a a regular healthy diet, that is getting like a balanced amount of your carbohydrates, your fats, and your protein, then going to the gym, like, let's just say you go to the gym four times a week. There's no there's no point. On top of that, another thing that is a super huge deal is sleep. Like if you're not getting enough sleep and good quality sleep, that your body's not recovering from, then all of that stuff that you're doing that led up to that point, it was for nothing because your body's not able to then break down the proteins that are actually inside of your brain, which only happens when you sleep. Mm. Wow. You are full of surprises, Lauren. (laughs) I'll ask you a question and then you reveal a whole new area about yourself. (laughs) So, um, you tell us about your, your fitness background and, and your personal training. Um, who were you working with? Were you affiliated with a gym or with an athletic program? What were you doing? Um, so originally I started off at export fitness. Um, so the backstory is my eldest who is going to be 11 in December. Um, my ex-husband and I now, um, We were really comfortable. I was already overweight when I got pregnant. And I gained the normal amount of weight during pregnancy. However, I went in 50 pounds heavier than my normal body weight. Once I left the hospital, I'm five foot two. So I walked out of the hospital at 208. That was a huge deal for me. Like my thighs were probably bigger than most people's waist. I had to do something. So I personally kicked my own butt. I lost 80 pounds. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this feels amazing. I want to make other people feel like this. That led to the certification. And then I went on to personal train many successful clients and I still train to this day. Um, But I've worked at Export Fitness, Lifetime, YMCA. And then I've also done some some of my own like side personal training as well. Wow, I am a a 
recent new member of Lifetime Fitness in the Austin area, and I'm so impressed. It is like visiting a spa every time I go in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's that's one of the gyms that you mentioned that I'm familiar with. But um, that is impressive that you had a transformation. That's another surprise that I, I didn't know about you. And so you had another baby after that, right? I did. So I have two boys. Um, my eldest is Presley after Elvis Presley. <laughs> and then my youngest is Zeppelin after Led Zeppelin. Um, my youngest is, just turned eight last month. Um, no more kids for me. I'm good. Now I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> is your second pregnancy different than the first? Like you, you, you didn't find it such a setback for you as far as you were able to get right back to your, your healthy weight? Yeah. So I actually was working out up until two days prior to going into labor <laughs> and when I found that during my pregnancy, like if I went more than two days without working out, like my body would start hurting. I was like, that that's weird. And like the doctors actually said to me, they're like, no, because your body is so conditioned for movement that it doesn't know how to rest and sit still. So then it kind of like starts to cramp up when you do. Mm. Yes. My, my husband is a, an athlete in that he, he works out, but he didn't really start that lifestyle until he was, about 51 and he lost about 40 pounds and, and works out five days a week and has Perfect. been able to maintain, maintain his weight loss. But he will, he gets these cramps every now and then and will like drink pickle juice or whatever. Mm -hmm. what yep. is your, what's your recommendation for, for muscle cramps? So it's uh, your body doesn't have enough sodium. So I don't eat processed food. I couldn't even tell you. I, I was before my kids were born that I actually ate like, a drive through meal or anything like that. So with eating a clean diet, I don't get a lot of sodium. So that's what causes the muscle cramps. So I actually use a couple of like electrolyte kind of like enhancers that I just add to a bottle of water and that salt will actually help regulate your body's uh, sodium levels. And mm -hmm. especially if he's a sweater, like if he sweats while he works out, then I would say he probably needs to start supplementing with some type of uh, sodium. All right. So hash, give me a little, a, an entry level nutritional plan, like one day in uh, of healthy eating for somebody who's not a pro athlete or um, uh, uh, even a, a major athlete, but just a regular person, a healthy diet. What would you recommend? Um, so like parfait in the morning, yogurt, oatmeal is always great to start off the day with your protein. Um, and then carbohydrates, you always want to steer away from fats and carbs because your body does not know how to process them or break them down while they're being consumed. So just word of the wise, if you put an avocado with the chicken, don't eat it. Um, and then for your lunch, you know, like turkey sandwich. I indulge in sweet potato fries every once in a while. I love them. They're great. But it's every once in a while. Uh, outside of that, it's salad and fruits, and I snack throughout the day, drink lots of water. And then dinner, I'll, it's always more protein-heavy based. So, like, grilled chicken, or, like, if uh, I'm doing, like, pasta and meatballs, I'll do more of the meatballs than any of the pasta. So, it's just tailoring to my needs. So, going back to being intuitive with my body, my body doesn't like gluten, it doesn't like eating heavily carbs. It has like a internal reaction that I try and steer away from. Wow. 
<clears throat> very interesting. So in closing, I'd love to have any words of wisdom that you might want to share with listeners about your business, your philosophy, or just life advice? So everyone is unique in their own specific way. Everyone has their own personality, their own, they can make their own decisions and everything like that. So I believe in treating each other with the earned respect that we should have. And I believe in paying it forward because that's the only way that we can create a positive influence within our communities and just really make an impact. Um, so I'm a firm believer in paying it forward. So when it comes to my businesses, a lot of the time I'm not making money, but it's the fact that I'm helping others succeed. Hmm. So I wish that whoever's listening, just go pay it forward today. It doesn't have it doesn't it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be even time. Mm -hmm. You know, provide time for somebody else. Those are beautiful reminders, and you're absolutely right. Uh, if everybody did that, we would have a much happier world. <laughs> I agree. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, and I wish you well. I hope you have a wonderful school year with your children and with your athletes that are students. And wish you great success, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you very much, Glenda. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Tune In and Level Up. Please come back. Until next time, let's make every day and every opportunity count.